Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads Podcast. As always, sitting right over there, you know who it is, my main man, Reggie. What's up, Reg? <laughs> What's going on, Ken? Man, we, we meet again. Well, you yeah, know, we, uh, we we, we got to give what the eight people listening want, right? Uh, we, 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 we started out with a thousand listeners, I think, at the beginning of the season, and every every loss, you know, it, it hurts our podcast as well as our team, as well as our motivation. But you know, we got to we got to keep uh, you know your eight your four family members and my four family members. Uh, give them oh, something man. to listen to. Don't, you know, don't do us like that, man. Don't do us like that. <laughs> oh but, man! But but we do meet again, man. You know, the the team has a short week, and so do we. So we're back at it again. Uh, here to discuss this week. Um, our game as we head into what we call Dallas week. That's right. And so, so our team will be traveling, uh, from DC to, to here where we are in uh, big D Dallas, Texas. And, uh, you know, in years past, you know, we're, we're excited for our team to come, come here and, and hopefully, manhandled the Dallas Cowboys but uh right. in this case we're coming off a an ugly ugly loss to a downtrodden New York Giants football team yeah and yeah. i i can't imagine the hope is very high among the fan base in fact i know it's not um right. but the theme seems to be if we win this game on Thursday, it'll kind of make things a little bit sweeter and a little bit better. So as we head into this week against Dallas, we will discuss that tonight here uh, uh, against our game against uh, the hated Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't disagree. I think, um, you know, as, as a fan uh, of the burgundy and gold, and and on top of that, I mean, even before I lived in the Dallas area, when I lived back in the D, in DC, um, I couldn't stand Dallas, and and living here and being around the fans, um, I, I I like them even less. Uh, consistently, um, I, I, and I've said forever, you know, I, I want to win every game of the year. But if I can only win two games, if all I'm going to win is two games, I'll take both against Dallas, and I'll I'll just have to suffer on nowadays suffer on the other 15 games. Uh, but okay. give me those two against wins against Dallas. And it's funny you say that because um, again, living here and having friends that are Cowboy fans, um, they love to remind you that going way back. You know, the year I think it was when we won our Super Bowl, that their only win that year was against us. And so they like to remind us that. So even when our teams are bad and we win, look, man, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Listen, we won the game. That's all that matters. And so I'm with you on that. Well, and, um, it, and then what else you're going to see is I guarantee you it's going to happen to both of us. If Cowboys, if they win, and even if they jump out to a big lead and the text messages 
from the cockroaches that you haven't heard from in all season, all All season, season. maybe even a couple years. Those cockroaches, those cowboy cockroaches will come crawling out and and start talking a bunch of noise. But, you know, before then and after then, you you don't hear nothing about it. All of a sudden the game is there and they win and the the cowboy cockroaches come, come scrambling out. Oh yeah, we 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 them boys, right? Yeah, yeah, we, we them boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and by the way, they ruined that song. By the way, I used to like that song. Yeah, but they ruined the song. We them boys. And so now, every time I hear it, that's all I think about, and it's like I'm gonna turn that mess off. Yeah, yeah. Change, but, change, change channels. Skip if you're on whatever streaming service you're on. Yeah, you get off that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so Ken, I, I want to bring up a little bit here uh, because the uh, we talked about it briefly before we before we started our recording here, mm-hmm. and we can kind of rehash just a little bit of the details. But the elephant in the room, as this team prepares over the next few weeks, is about the coaching staff, and Ron Ron Rivera was asked about. In a roundabout way, the the media is trying to tiptoe around it, and they're asking him about go moving forward and things of that nature. And he addressed a little bit about his future, and his whole point was he doesn't want to discuss anything beyond the season. He's not looking for he's not looking towards the draft. He's not talking about the draft or anything after this season. Right now, he's giving us coach speak, which is he's focused about what's in front of them and the next game, and that is about Dallas. He's not worried about anything beyond this game this week. Um, but you and I were talking before we started here, and I made the comment to you that none of, none of us expected this team to look this bad because there's talent here, and yet it's not showing with the results. It's not showing up on the field. And here we are where I think most anyone thinks that the, the coaching staff would be fired. And so here's a situation where I made a comment that if new ownership, new GM, new head coach, all of the things, if they don't hit the, hit the, hit the ground running and kind of hit a, I'm not going to say a home run, but they need to hit a double or a triple in this situation between the draft free agency and everything. And this thing get off to a good start next year, because I don't feel that the fan base has any more space to give or leeway to give to the new ownership, because although they're coming in and this is year one for them, right? This is year 30 for a lot of people. This is year 20 for a lot of people. And if for some of the, some of the younger folks, this is year 10. And, the only thing that's been consistent is the mediocrity. And so with Josh Harris, Mitch Rails, and all those guys saying that they grew up as fans, then they know the frustration that has been bubbling in the city and among the fan base. So they have to really hit the ground running here. And if this thing gets off to a bad, ugly start next season, I think it's going to be bad early. And you kind of disagreed a little bit. Um, 
And I want you to kind of give your thoughts on it a little bit. Well, I, I mean, it sounds from what you're saying that you don't think uh, Ron Rivera is going to get a contract extension. Well, he, he's not getting a contract extension. Okay. In fact, okay. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna finish out the fifth year of his deal. Yeah. Um. On on a serious note, I mean, if if we we can talk about the Dallas game and what we think, you know, here in a, in a minute. But if it ends up being an ugly Dallas loss, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about this would be a perfect time to make some changes. Whether whether it's with Rivera, Del Rio, I mean, those are the two big ones, right? That that you would point to that would be the obvious change if we're going to make a change, and you would make it after this game and give a few extra days for whoever's picking up the role of defensive coordinator or head coach uh, to kind of get things lined up. Um, but with that being said, I don't think there's anybody that thinks that Ron Rivera and staff are going to be back next year. Um, the big question mark obviously is, is where is Eric Bienemy fit in this? Um, and reality is he might not be in it at all. Um, right. You know, I, that you, you can want him or to stay, you can want him to go, but with a new GM and new ownership, you know, they, they've got no loyalties. They didn't bring him in. Um, and so I, I think they're probably going to start with a clean slate all the way across the board. Um, but so you think, you think that Eric Benemy will potentially be gone as well. If, if he's not the head coach, it wouldn't surprise me that he's gone. Um, okay. again, it, it's, he, he's not going to be the first decision, right? The first decision should be the GM. Um, after the, after that, the, the GM goes out and finds the head coach. Now, if the GM and head coach evaluate it and think that there's, that it works for Eric Bieniemy to be in there, that's fine. But I don't want ownership to go, okay, Eric Bieniemy, you're here and we're going to start fitting in all the other pieces, uh, that way. Um, Okay. Yeah, and the only exception would be if they really, really think that he should be the head coach and they're truly committed to that. I, I don't think that's the right way of going about it. Um, if he ends up being the head coach by way of GM first and they decide to go with Eric Bienemy, I'm fine with that uh, potentially. Um, but again, I, I think it needs to go from the top down, not from the top to the middle to up to over left, right. Um, from how we organize this, uh, as far as the patience for, for the Washington fans, um, I, I, I think the new ownership, I'm sorry, the new ownership GM head coaches need to do a good job at resetting the table. Um, that goes from. I, 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 that includes that includes players. That includes uh, obviously the, the the defensive coordinator, and that also goes with what the expectation is. Um, if, if if this is a rebuilding year, then you say it's a rebuilding year. Um, you don't blow smoke <clears throat> up 
the fans backside when we've struggled as much as we want or, or as we have you can say hey we've we're we're bringing in some young offensive linemen we're bringing in some young whatever it is players that we're we're bringing in um it's going to take some time and we're going to see improvement um we're we're shooting for the playoffs but this is a rebuilding year and we're you know we're going from there uh to sit there and say let's say we win one more game even two more games to go from a six win team to a it takes roughly a 10 team win to go to the playoffs um a lot of a lot of things have to fall into place for that um and, and well, i think what, I, I think i think it's what you sell up front right don't don't try don't try to sell me a sports car and i don't, you know when when I, when I can clearly see that it's not. Well, here, here's the thing, kid, and, and I don't disagree with that. I, I think transparency is, is it will be key here because again, our fan base has been has been fed BS before. Right. We we've we've been had the okie doke done to us many many times. We sit here and you tell us one thing and then you kind of change the narrative. And it's like, you know, we've had all of those things happen. There's nothing that new ownership, GM, head coach can come in and say and do that someone hasn't already said and done before. And the results either were not there or it was different. So the best thing you can do is come in and be a little transparent. The problem with it is I keep going back to the fan base has not had success and something to cheer about in so long that every passing year, the patient gets that much thinner. Sure. For most, for most fans. Right. The flip side to that is there's been a few cases here where take Ron, for example, Ron came in and said it takes four years to rebuild. Right. But then there's a few examples where teams came in and within two years they're competitive. Right. And good, bad, or indifferent, we live in a microwave society. So the first time someone says, well, it's going to take a little while to rebuild, people are going to be screaming, well, look at Houston. They're already competitive after they tore it all down. Look at Detroit. Dan Campbell comes in and talking about eating kneecaps and stuff, and people thought this dude is nuts. And now all of a sudden, they're competing for the division and playoff team. That's been a few. That's been a few years on on the Detroit side, though. But he ain't been. He's been. I think this is year three, probably. Well, I, I will. I will say the the key <clears throat> but, to. But hang on, let me finish. Yeah, let me finish. Yeah. So with this being year three for Dan Campbell, they're already competitive. Hell, you can almost say they're a better team than we are. So he got Ron over here saying we're still trying to rebuild and teach our young guys and, and steer this in the right direction. He's talked about his press conference today. We're still trying to learn how to win. And Dan Campbell's over here just winning. Right. And so that's where, unfortunately, ownership is going to have because there's organization. And Chicago is trying to do the exact same thing. They tore it all down, got all these draft picks, all this cap money. And they're trying to do what these other teams have done. And so Washington is going to have to spin big 
a la San Francisco, or they're going to have to tear it all down and try to rebuild quickly a la Detroit, Houston, and Chicago. But I will say the thing that most teams like that are able to do, they have to find the quarterback. Detroit, you could argue and have your opinion about Jared Goff, but he was good enough to where he allowed them to build that team up. Houston seems to now have their quarterback in C.J. Stroud. So now you can build around because you have found your quarterback. And I think at this point, Washington has found their quarterback. Now, new ownership may disagree with Sam Howell, and they may decide to want to draft their own guy early in the first round because we're going to have a top 10 pick. And they may want to move on from Sam Howell. I don't know because it's not going to cost him anything. He, he was a fifth-round pick, so it's not going to cost him. It's going to be very expensive to move on. Right. But at the end of the day, if they don't find the quarterback, stick with Sam Howell or find that guy in the first round, then this, they're going to be in trouble. Yeah, yeah. This, um, this won't turn around quickly. Yeah, I I don't necessarily disagree. I think <clears throat> um, if I'm looking at the positive rebuild for Washington, uh, yes, if, you, if, you need, if you're going to turn around your team quickly, the number one thing you need is quarterback. And if if Sam Howell's the guy, then that's the that's the you know the the hardest thing to get, and the item that Washington has continually missed on for an extended amount of time. Um, yes, I think Sam Howell can definitely be successful in the NFL. Um, he can be a, I mean, he can improve, but he can easily be a number ten quarterback in the NFL. And if you have a team around a number eight to 11 quarterback, you can definitely you know, potentially win a Super Bowl. You can go, you can go far in the NFL with that. Hey, look at Jared, um, Jared Goff. Jared Goff took the Rams to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. And um, granted, their defense was, was real good, but, but he was serviceable. Well, and, and so as far as rebuilding, um, you know, we've talked before briefly about, and I'm sure we'll talk about it as, as the, you know, when the season is over and we're start talking about rebuilding, but you've got a, a new ownership that's a positive. You've got Sam Howell, a positive. You've got a lot of cap space that's a positive. You've got some some but between the the trades with uh Sweat and Chase, you've got good draft picks to to build through the draft, which is a, a good thing. And then the contracts that we have. We, we don't have players out there on contracts right now, long-term contracts that aren't good players, right? You want to give, I just threw out Mayo, right? Mayo's on a, a short contract. A lot of these guys, other than the players that we know will be here for a couple years, your Terry, your Allen, your Payne, um, nobody else is in a long contract. So it'll be easy for the new staff to evaluate and move on and not just cut them and, and have dead money, um, which you can have some dead money, but you're not going to be killed by it because you've got somebody on a five-year contract and they just signed last year and now you're cutting them now because they're not performing that well. We don't have big-name player contracts that aren't performing. Right? Agreed. And so, so all those things together work out well for if you bring in the right GM and the right coaching staff that you can see some changes quickly might not be year one, 
but I would say I would think year two and 100% year three, if they're doing it right uh, and they're making the right evaluations, we, sh- we should see dramatic change. Uh, I'll say year two and year two, we'll see definitely some positive change. Year three could potentially see some dramatic change. Well, we're going to find out. And, 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 and then if that, Sam, that's why we're Sam, intrigued. Yeah. And then if Sam Howell's the guy, right now you're in year three and four, I'm not counting next year. I'm talking the, the new staffs year two and year three. Now you're talking Sam Howell's year three and year four of experience and talent and people around him that he's been working with for a few years. Cause if, if, if we're changing uh, offense, it's also a new uh, system that Sam Howell has to learn. So there's going to be some, some bumps and bruises with that. Uh, we don't care about bumps and bruises on, on defense because you're already at the bottom, right? You're the, you're the 32nd defense in the NFL. So we want them to have some bumps and bruises and, and pains, uh, aches and pains, um, to, to get better. Yeah. Okay. Well, good, man. I mean, that, that was just kind of a little bit of thought here, but moving on. Um, to again Dallas week, and <laughs> well, you you know, you man, me, you mean to, you mean to start out? You got it. Well, I, I was just gonna say I was trying to get my thoughts together and just simply say, you know, a few weeks ago I felt pretty good about this game, right? Um, but based on what I've seen. You know, last week and the week before, I'm not so sure. But right. here we are with this game and coming into DC, coming to DC. I think it's probably good. I mean, coming into Dallas, I think it's kind of good that it is a short week. Although I hate short weeks as we prepare for Dallas because I feel like any team preparing for another team on the short week is going to get uh, shortchanged. But I'm a little concerned because the last time we had a short week coming off an ugly loss, it was against the Chicago Bears. And as we know, it did not go well. Right. And we were at home on that game. This yeah. game is on the road on national television. Yeah, I, I, so, bought, a, I bought a last minute ticket to that game. I uh, felt felt like I was robbed. <laughs> you know, I felt like uh, so, felt like you know somebody held me at gunpoint, and just took my money. Uh, yeah, about halfway through that game. But the team didn't show up, and so hopefully that coming to Dallas, maybe this Thursday, short week. The results will be a little bit different. The team will actually show up and, and play well. So, you want to give your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go heavy on any kind of stats, right? Um, I talked about the the the, the Cowboys um, are, are playing us, and obviously we have the 32nd uh, defense out there. Uh, the Cowboys have statistically roughly the third, depending on what numbers you want to look at. They have, they have a, a top five defense. Um, but I think part of that comes into they've beaten some bad teams bad. Uh, they've, they've gotten on a big lead. And so those other teams are trying to play catch up. You know what they're going to do. Um, teams get out of their game plan because they're, they're, they're behind and they're just trying to fling the ball around and, and you know what they're going to do. Um, the Cowboys are, are seven and three. They've only played two teams with a record of 500 or better. Correct. They, they lost both of those games. 
and, and they lost fairly decisively to to Philadelphia and San Francisco. So Dallas is Dallas is a solid team, but they're not a a Super Bowl contending team. They're they're lo- they're losing. They're getting their butts drilled by the Super Bowl contending teams. Um, but Dallas is doing what I think many of us thought Washington would do, and and beat, should do. beat the yeah. beat the bad teams. Yep, and compete against the good teams. Whether you win or lose, you compete against the good teams. But you should be beating the bad team. And kudos and credit to Dallas. Yeah, for beating up on the bad teams. They lost. They lost to Arizona, right? Which is a very mediocre at best team. Um, so that tells you that you can catch them, right? If you play a good game, you can catch Dallas. Now. You can't let Dallas get up by 14, 17 points and try to try to scramble back because that that is their game plan. They're gonna they're right. gonna attack early. They're gonna go long early. Um and, and and if they score, you're just gonna have to meet them. Um when when I flip over to the offensive side of the ball, believe it or not, there's there's not as big of a difference between the Cowboys and and Washington. Um the, Dallas is third in points scored to Washington is 11th, right? But when you look at the yardage, you know, they're productive in their in their yardage because Washington and Dallas on in yardage, they're 8th and ninth together, right? Passing uh passing offense uh they've got 19 uh passing touchdowns. Washington has 18. They have they have uh, nine rushing TDs. We have eight rushing TDs. Um, and, and I'm not saying, I'm not dismissing that Dallas isn't a better team, but if we can move the ball and keep, keep it a game, I'll say even in just into the third quarter, midway through the third quarter, anything can happen. Um, and, well, and, 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 and because, because again, at that point, you're not dictate, you're not allowing the Dallas defense, which is a, you know, they, if, if they're pinning their ears back and they know what's going on, what plays you're going to do, it, it, it's tough, right? You got, uh, uh, Parsons and, and crew there are, are going to make it, are going to make it tough on you. Well, this is where numbers, numbers don't tell the story, right? And, and I'm just going to kind of summarize what you said here from an offensive standpoint. We're very similar. So I'm just going to just randomly throw out a number to to prove this point. We look almost identical offensively, and let's just say we're averaging 30 points a game as an offense. And you go, well, should be pretty good. The difference is the defense. Correct. Cowboys are averaging 30 points a game, but their defense is giving up 20 a game. Washington is scoring 30 points a game just like the Cowboys. But Washington defense is giving up 35 points a game. So the difference is we're losing games while they're winning games. So although we may look very similar offensively, a little bit of defense goes a long way to be the difference between four and seven versus seven and three. I think is what their record is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I I don't disagree. Yeah, Washington has to play at least mediocre at least average defense um, for, for Washington to be in this game, right? The, the, the defense they can't, they can't play like the 32nd defense. They need to play like the, you know, the 14th 
you know, have a good game and play like the 14th best defense out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and, 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 and that's not a miracle to ask for. Uh, the, the, the talent is there. You just, you can't leave receivers wide open. Um, you know, every game there's, there's two or three plays where there's no, there's not a, a cornerback, uh, safety linebacker within probably seven yards, you know, and, and in this league, two yards is, is, a, is being wide open and we're giving people seven, eight yards, uh, just breaking away. Um, well, if, if that's what happens, we'll lose the game bad. Well, communication is going to be key here because Dallas does does like to do a lot of slants. Yep. Uh, they have speed at the wide receivers uh, spot between CeeDee Lamb, uh, Brandon Cooks, and uh, uh, Gallup. And, you know, yeah, they'll go over the top. They'll go long and all those kinds of things. But CeeDee Lamb in the slot with a lot of slants and things of that nature, and, oh, by the way, have a pretty speedy back in uh, Pollard, Communication is going to be key for Washington because, to your point, you can't give up the big plays. You can't be giving up a lot of yak yards and and that type of deal. Right. But what I what I what I'm very looking forward to is whether or not EB brings the run game like he had last week against on Sunday against the Giants. Right. But but just as important, I will be able to to tell right away what kind of day it's going to be. Because on that Giants game, I couldn't quite put it into words. And I kept telling you when we were watching the Giants, something was different. Right. Something was different. I, I just, and, I, and I made the comment at the table and I said, I said, I, I don't want y'all to get mad at me. I said, but I don't think we're going to win this game. Because it was just something about the way we were playing that I just didn't feel like we were going to win that game. And sure enough, we didn't. And so how we come out and play whether that's being aggressive, whether that is the way EB's calling the game, the way the defense is playing a little bit, whether or not they they immediately start giving up chunk plays or they kind of making Dallas get a few yards and then making them punt or maybe just hold them to field goals. You'll know early on whether or not this is going to be a game where Washington came to play or this is going to be a situation we're going to get blown out. And, and and I believe that I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, like I said, if if we're close midway through the third quarter, um, you know, we we might take it down to the wire, whether we whether we win or lose. Um, but if it's fourteen to nothing at the end of the first quarter, I don't I don't think Washington's going to be coming back because I agree because of their because of their defense is going to know exactly now it's, it's not necessarily too early to stop running but you start changing your game plan of what you're going to do and you also allow dallas to take take risks right they take risks in, in a, an all-out blitz um they, they throw in a safety blitz and, and leave somebody one-on-one where if the score is tied um midway through the second quarter they're not doing that um like again if they get out to a lead it gives a defense the opportunity to take risks uh to make big plays to extend to make big plays to end up stopping you or a turnover to extend that lead and and really turn the game around and uh, and they will do that because dan quinn is is a hell of a defensive coordinator he will scheme it up 
He will design some things and it will look a whole lot different. And I, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about what Dan Quinn is going to do um, and whether or not Eric Bieniemy can counter Dan Quinn's approach in this game. I believe EB can do it. But what I've seen EB do is, to your point, is we get down by 14 points early in the game. You don't need to abandon the run game. Right. But Eric Bieniemy has shown, I'm going to throw us back into this game and become one-dimensional, and he will throw, 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 and then completely abandon the run. And you may have five total runs in the first half of the game right. because he'll just abandon the run. So I need to see just what he decides to do and how this team looks. And, and I'll know. I'll know early if I'm sitting here going, it could be a long day. Yeah. Or I'd be like, oh, <laughs> we can't play today, baby. Yeah. So I'll know. Um, I, I will say that, you know, for the last handful of years, uh, and obviously twice this year, the, the Giants, it, even if we win, man, we just struggle against the Giants. Yes. Right. Um, and, and I think Washington tends to be that team for the Cowboys. Even if the Cowboys win a lot of a lot of years, a lot of games, uh Washington has been an underdog multiple times and and comes out winning. Uh you and I were at a game where we were running with our third string quarterback and b- mm-hmm. big underdog and and not only did Washington win, Washington just it, they put it on them that day. Uh and, and the night nice, the night football. Yeah. Um and, and I'm not going to sit here and say that, that Washington is going to win this game, but Washington tends to be trouble for, for Dallas um, on, on a consistent basis. It may not be Thanksgiving. It may or may not be. But if there's a team that just when they're not as good as the Cowboys, they find a way of giving the Cowboys trouble. If there's one team, it's consistently the Burgundy and Gold. Well, I will say – it's either feast of famine, though. It, meaning, we either get blown out. <laughs> oh, we've had Dallas, some blowout games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We just get blown out by these guys, or it becomes a situation where it becomes a dogfight, and right. it just, it just, you know, it's a division game, and these guys are beating up on each other. Um, and I hope is that come Thursday. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, if if it's a blowout, um, I'm you leaving. know, I, I, I'm just gonna look away and get an extra piece of pumpkin pie. Um, and I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah we'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Beat traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going yeah. to get up and leave, man. I'm going to be like, Hey, yeah. tell the yeah, people, yeah. Hey, I'll be back and go in the restroom. Yeah. Knucklehead, knucklehead Reggie will be at the game. Uh, if you're going to the game, reach out to him on, on Twitter. Uh, maybe y'all can, can cross paths and uh, uh, get, get a picture made, talk about the game, laugh, uh, have a little camaraderie there. I might, I might have to keep a low profile in this one. Confidence, oh, yeah? Confidence ain't, ain't too high, you know? Oh, man. Well, before the game. Before the game. Now, but it, I, but yeah, like I said, man, I might have to get wearing, up. And, if you're wearing uh, silver and blue, you stay the hell away. We don't want nothing to do with you. <laughs> not, not before, during, or after the game. So... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, no, you're right. Anyway, man, well, Reg, it's not going to be as fun this week, 
But I think it's that time, man. I think it's that time. Yeah. I'm just going to go on a limb and say <laughs> the, the, num the numbers are going to be on the lower side as opposed to the higher side this week. Well, you well, you can't get any higher than a 10 on a scale well, of 1 to 10 like yeah, last weekend. But that was on the higher <laughs> scale. That was on the higher scale. And, yeah, I, I had I had mud on my face because even, even into the third quarter, uh, start, you know, at, at the end of the third quarter, I thought, all right, Washington can't they, – they can't keep messing up, right? They can't make any more mistakes. Uh, I was wrong. We can't. We I can't. was wrong. They, they, pro they proved me wrong. They showed uh, you, didn't they? Yeah, they showed me. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'll go ahead and go first on this right. uh, th this week. Um, I, I think Washington can win this game. Um, but – it's going to be have to be a defense that I I'll go back. I don't understand how the defense can play well against Philadelphia a couple times. Um, there's been another game or two or, or a half, maybe not even a full game where they where they're doing things right, and then all of a sudden it's just like they just they just disappear. Um, whether it's giving up the big play. Um, you know, just flat out getting beat, missing tackles, missing assignments. Um, for Washington to win, they can't do that uh, at all. Um, they they need to play as a team and and put pressure on Dak Prescott. Uh, this year, he has kept the interceptions down, but uh, he he can break loose and throw two or three interceptions in a game at any at any point. Uh, he's proven that he can do that. Um, I think Washington, if they, what I'd mentioned earlier in the podcast, if they don't uh, let Dallas get out to a, a big lead, I think um, you know Washington can stand a chance to win. With that being said, that's that's a lot of asks uh, yeah. based off of the last few weeks. Not not and, What's that? You say, you say ask. That's, ask. that's a big ask. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's with a K, um, and, and and with that, I'm going to give my number. I I I'm not going to give a half number. I'm going to give a, a solid two. That's a, what? It's a strong two. Oh, a, strong two. Oh my God. a two. I'm, I'm I'm giving it. A, I'm giving it a two. Unfortunately, oh I, I don't God. have a lot of confidence. Um, could it be? Yes, uh, it, it could. I'm not going to say there's no way uh, because, again, <clears throat> Dallas hasn't uh, it, it hasn't beaten the good teams. Washington is not a good team, but if Washington plays <clears throat> good, plays well, um, they, they can they can give Dallas trouble. It's exactly what uh, Arizona okay. did, okay. and but but I don't. I, I don't have reason to think that they're going to do it this week, unfortunately. So I'm going to go ahead and eat my meal early so I don't lose my appetite. Um, and, hey, I would love to celebrate and, you know, keep those cowboy cockroaches away from me. Okay. Well, <clears throat> based on everything that you just said, man, I, I, I don't disagree with any of your assessments. Um, 
But this game for me is what I'm going to call old school. This game will be won and or lost in the trenches. Can Washington defensive front disrupt Dallas run game? Because I believe as their run game goes, so will their passing. So can Washington disrupt the run game? Can Washington get a little bit of pressure? The nine sacks they got against the Giants had everything to do with just how bad the Giants were, ironically, but yet we still couldn't beat them. Right. But Dallas is not going to give you up nine, give up nine sacks, but you got to be able to get some pressure, disrupt Dak Prescott, force him to move around, move him, get it out of the pocket, do whatever he does just to get him off, get him off his game a little bit. So the defensive front, the other side of this is can our offensive line handle the pressure that Dallas's defensive front is going to bring? We have proven and shown teams that we do not handle the blitz and stunts very well. And Dan Quinn will move uh, Parsons around. He will blitz. He will do all of the things to just kind of keep Eric Bieniemy and the offensive line on their toes. So, again, it, the trenches is where this game will be won or lost for me. That being said, <clears throat> um, our team has not shown the ability to be consistent has shown the ability to put those games together back to back. And man, I don't feel like this week of all weeks <laughs> that this would be a week where they would do that either. And although my desire for this team to win is off the charts to win this game this week, if they win no other game the rest of this season, but my two, my, my number is, is probably at a three. That confidence that they will win this game is at a three. There's a hope that this team will show up, that showed up, showed, showed up and played against Philly. There's hope that Eric Bieniemy and the staff, the coaches, will want to put the game against New York behind them and show that, hey, man, we're, we're a hell of a lot better than what we showed a couple of days ago. And that they will game plan something here and scheme up something that will be able to force the Cowboys to play. That although this is a bad team on paper and they they meeting the Cowboys beat bad teams, that when they, when they strap on those 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 cleats and those pads on on Thursday, that they realize, man, these aren't these guys aren't they're better than a four win team, and we forced them to beat us. If we're gonna lose this game, damn it, we forced them to beat us, and so. My confidence is three, but man, I'm I'm off the charts, well above a ten, in terms of wanting us to win this game. So, yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, I, yeah, I I agree. I agree. I think um, you know if, if Washington for one game plays like the team that we thought they could be at the beginning of the season, um, we can we win can, this game. We can win this game. Yep. For um, sure. I, again, may, uh, that very well may be asking too much. You know, the old, you know, you are what you, what your record says you are uh, type of approach right now. And, uh, you know, we, we will see. We will see uh, what happens on Thanksgiving. Um, man, I would love to be hitting all the horns and applause and all the drops 
that I that I have uh, from a celebration perspective. I'll go grab some new music that Reggie's not ready for uh, to start the show, and he'll be shaking his head and laughing. But you know what? It'll it'll be in a celebration. So yeah, um, yeah. We, well, we, man. <clears throat> well, that's all I got. Um, I think by the time we reconvene, it would be Thanksgiving. So a, a early happy Thanksgiving to our listeners that Absolutely. are out there. And uh, hopefully that uh, the next time you guys hear us, we will be celebrating a, a win over the hated Cowboys. Um, but let us be the, <laughs> but again, let us be the first to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving and definitely a happy Thanksgiving to you, my friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. If uh, I hope everybody gets to uh, spend time with their family, uh, their friends, eat some good food and have some good camaraderie, uh, you know, wherever, wherever you are. Um, you got anything else, Reg? Hopefully we put on a show for America. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, man. Let's, let's, how wonderful will that be, man? How wonderful will that be? I'm not, I'm not a fan of playing on Thanksgiving. I think Reg and I overall are not a fan of playing on Thanksgiving. But I'll, I'll make an exception if we come out with a win. Right? That's it. Uh, that's it so appreciate everybody for tuning in and again happy thanksgiving happy early thanksgiving to you absolutely uh thank you very much reach out to us on twitter let us know what you think until next time peace out knuckleheads peace out y'all